0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 608 good morning it is Wednesday the day before Thanksgiving our final show of the week we have uh, Thursday and Friday off for the
3: Thanksgiving holiday you know today is Hanksgiving, the day that uh, you give thanks for Tom Hanks unless you're you know not a fan
2: let's let's uh, pretend we didn't say or how, how's that go let's uh, pretend we didn't say we didn't and or... then and then
3: tonight it's drinksgiving. No, that's tomorrow morning. Well, at your house, yeah, Yeah. but in the rest of the country, it's tonight.
2: Uh, Believe it or not, this is one of the biggest party nights of the
3: year. The night before Thanksgiving? For bars, yeah, Mm. Um, because... Nobody has to work the next morning.
2: Nobody has to work, and people do not want to spend two whole days with their damn family. (laughs) So what do they do? They get the hell out of the house. Uh, Yeah, we used to do some of our biggest parties when I uh, worked at a radio station that, you know, targeted younger adults, um, and we would go out the Wednesday before Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, and bars are absolutely packed. As far as money raised, it it actually
3: rivals, like, New Year's Eve and and, uh, other parties like that during the year, so. Well, I know that demographic. I mean, I used to have to target them as well, and... And, uh, you know, they're a pretty good group. They don't want to party, though, more than maybe five, six nights a week. Yeah.
2: Most college kids are also home tonight, and, you know, they don't want to sit around helping mom get ready for Thanksgiving. So they want to go out, too. So Um, it is Wednesday, I know, but. That still means we are going to have it open phones because it's sponsored. Uh, so mm-hmm. Open Phones Wednesday this morning. Open Phones Wednesday is uh, brought to you by Fast Eddie's. And I bring this up because uh, we've been advertising that Fast Eddie's is the only place in Idaho that you could still get your uh, $1 million holiday raffle tickets. They sold out about seven days ago. So the only place you were able to get them was at Fast Eddie's. That's no longer the case. You can no longer get your lottery tickets anywhere
3: because they are now officially sold out everywhere. The good news is they have other stuff for sale there and a lot of it's really good.
2: Yeah, um speaking of a lot of stuff for sale, they also will be open on Thanksgiving. So a lot of stores are closed tomorrow, so if you've forgotten something, maybe you especially if you need, you know, specialty uh alcoholic items, things like that, you maybe uh want to go get some energy drinks to get your day going. Whatever it is, um fast eddies will be open on thanksgiving so if you want to get in for those last minute items that you forgot need to fill up on gas you can get into fast eddies and uh, uh, right on take advantage of them being open on thanksgiving open phones friday today we'll talk about anything you would like to talk about the other thing as we mentioned yesterday that we'd love to hear from you with the day before thanksgiving we've been um uh, through you know what many would consider a particularly little rough last two or three years with covid Inflation, threat of recession, stock market dropping. Now, granted, in, in the grand scheme of times in America, this
3: not, wasn't exactly great, the, you know the Great Depression. But no,
2: yeah, it was- it, not World War II, not World War One, um, anything like that. However, for most people's lives, it's been a little bit difficult over the last few years. So, what are you thankful for? We don't care what it is. You can come out, call in and share this morning. What are you personally thankful for? And it can be it can be anything. I personally, you know, I'm thankful for a lot of things. One thing I am thankful for is a member of KBOI, the voice of the Broncos, in a season that looked like, and I literally said this in my head after we started the season one and three. I said, oh, my God, this is going to be the first year in a long time that we probably lose nine or ten games in a year.
3: No, we weren't one and three. We were like two and two, right? We were one and three. We were. we we uh,
2: we lost against Oregon State. We beat New Mexico, and then we lost against UTEP. That's one and two, or one and two. Sorry, one and two. Okay, um, for our first three games. Yeah, then we were two and two. But after that UTEP loss, I was like, "Oh my God, we're going to lose eight or nine games." And yet we have not. There's mm-hmm. been a complete and absolute turnaround as as a station it would have been horrible to talk about a losing season for boise state because of a good the fact I, that we're the you know station I, um, that carries the the broncos
3: i hadn't thought of uh, you know uh, giving thanks for football but yeah I, why not yeah football's a good thing well i mean considering that you know we talk about boise state football every single day
2: mm-hmm. we you know talk about it a lot every monday we carry what nine hours of football on game day or 11 more. actually 11 hours of, yeah. of football on game day so it's a pretty big deal for uh, us here at kboi so thankful for the turnaround i also was thinking about this yesterday and i mean there's no answer to this i'm wondering because once again had hank bachmeyer not quit would we still be looking at an undefeated Mountain West season. Would we be playing for the Mountain West championship? Mm-hmm. Had Hank Bachmeyer not quit and still there been starting quarterback,
3: really is no way to know. Uh, you know, he could have turned things around, just like everybody else, I suppose.
2: Well, that's what I'm. I'm that's what I'm wondering. Would Dirk Cutter have been able to work his magic with Hank Bachmeyer? as he has seemed to have done with Taylor Green? I don't know, but my my first inclination is if Hank Bachmeyer was still the starting quarterback, we would not. Be playing for a mountain west championship that's my personal opinion mm, okay. watching him play the first four games of the year and seeing what Taylon green has done over the uh, since he
3: became starter mm-hmm. now less less pressure on a freshman which is nice
2: yeah and now um their cutter would still be the offensive coordinator because that was that was going to happen one way or the other
3: mm-hmm.
2: so anyway our phone lines are open at 208 3700 Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you'd like to win your tickets uh, to the Boise State game coming up here Saturday, it is Senior Day. This will be the final regular season home game. We have your final pair of tickets, final chance to win your tickets coming up this morning. Be ready to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, um, this is also a caveat we haven't had to have the rest of the days. If you win your tickets, you will have to pick them up before... 2 p.m. today. So if you're not able to do that uh, don't try and win the tickets because our offices close at 2 p.m. So before 2 o'clock you'll have to pick up those tickets for Friday's game. We are not open on Friday to pick up your tickets. Also found out yesterday we will have tickets to next Saturday's game um, for the Mountain West Championship against Fresno uh, State.
3: That'll be a good one to to see.
2: Yeah. So um, we've got your tickets like I said. We have more tickets than anybody else. Why wouldn't we have tickets for the Mountain West Championship?
3: I can't think of a reason. There is no reason.
2: We should have them. We're the Mm -hmm. voice of the Broncos, and I'm thankful for that. 6:15. let's get our first check on what's going on uh, with sports today it is uh, wednesday so even though thanksgiving is tomorrow if you want to start to get uh, warmed up for thanksgiving uh get in today for a uh, fat sandwich nobody can trust a skinny sandwich but uh, of course the soup today is one of their best soups you can enjoy a uh, jalapeno bacon potato cheddar either a bowl or cup of soup it's one of their best soups get in early and they run out fast
4: good morning Looking at Boise State football, Talon Green rushed for 47 yards on nine carries last week when they played at Wyoming. George Helani went for 132 yards. Ashton Gentry went for 91 yards. Taylor Green will be making his eighth start at quarterback for Boise State on Friday. He's led the Broncos to an average of 203 yards rushing as a team in those games. Offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter talked about his decision-making on the zone read. I think we called that
5: read type play that we were running the other night, I think we called it 18 times in the game. I'm never too worried about if Talon is reading it wrong. He has to read it how he sees it. He's got about that long to make that decision. So, like, I'm not getting on him ever about
4: he's doing a good job of that. The Broncos are looking for a perfect 8-0 Mountain West Conference season for only the second time in the 12 years that Boise State has been a member. Kickoff for Boise State and Utah State is 10 a.m. Friday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And just a reminder, Friday morning, we'll get things started bright and early with Bronco Game Day. It starts at 5 a.m. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you, again, starting at 5 a.m. And then the tailgate show will begin at 7. Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will take things over at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, the kickoff at 10 a.m. Friday morning. I'm Rick Worthington.
1: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 624, it is Open Phones Wednesday. Yes, I know we normally do Friday, but we're not going to be here Friday because of the Thanksgiving holiday. So anything you want to talk about today, you can. Also love to hear from you. What are you thankful for this morning? We'll continue to take those calls all morning long. Uh, John writes in, here's some food for thought for you California bashing listeners. California is poised to overtake Germany as the world's number four economy. Contrary to popular belief, the Golden State has proven resilient, outperforming the U.S. and global peers. Golden State's gross domestic product is poised to overtake Germany's as the fourth largest state in the world after U.S., China, and Japan. It had already leapfrogged Brazil and France in 2015 and supplanted the UK in 2017. So there is that. California is not falling apart, as often stated or implied in your station's propagandas. It didn't say it was falling apart financially, said it's falling apart politically and completely
3: different. Well, and plus you're talking about things that uh, listeners call in and say, which generally are opinion and not necessarily fact.
2: Just because um, California, uh, over the last two years, has been the number one state that people have left, doesn't mean they still don't love it. I was being sarcastic.
3: Uh, Yeah, I know. I was (laughs) going to say, well, it, it means it a little.
2: We love it so much, we're moving away.
3: I wouldn't want to spoil it, so I'm getting out of here now.
2: Companies love it so much, we're moving our companies out of the state. Yeah. Yeah, there there there's a reason it's it's not because they love the state and the state is so great that people are leaving. I will just say that.
3: Well, I I mean what you said people, what you I've, I've said known, is true. I have known people who moved to Idaho because they wanted to live in a more conservative place. I've known people who moved to uh, Idaho from California just to get away from the traffic and a few others who left because it was just getting too expensive to live there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I figured out, like, you know, wow, look look what a huge house I can buy in Boise compared to, you know, what I had in, you know, what is it, Walnut Creek or whatever. Yeah. That's a, a guy that I knew. I think I've told this story before. He, uh, it was about 1990. He moved to town, and he went looking for a house, and he came back, and he says, I just bought a $250,000 house, which at the time was uh, a lot, especially for, uh, you know, one single guy with a, just with a job. And I said, "Really?" I said, "What's the deal with that?" And he says, "Well, I only paid ninety thousand for it, but the same house in uh, in Concord was where he was from." <laughs> he said, "The same house in Concord would be two hundred and fifty thousand dollars." Yeah, we don't. And he joke, had a nice place over in Meridian.
2: We'd always joke that uh, our house in Eagle, which sits on an acre, which. Um, land in California because there's just not a lot of land available uh, is what's so expensive. And our house was on an acre in, yeah. in Eagle. And we said, you know, if we could just pick this house up, lock, stock, barrel, and acreage and move it to San Francisco, we would probably have a five million dollar home, which at that time, you know, was nowhere close. Uh, even this was before, you know, housing right. started to take off in 2018, 2019. But just because it was on an acre, because if you go to the, anywhere in in California, unless you're super rich, you don't you don't have an acre because land is so ridiculously expensive. KBY Newstime, 626-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are phone lines to get through uh, if you want to talk about something today. Keep in mind that uh, main number, also our text number. We're going to have a chance for you to get those BSU football tickets taking on Utah State on Friday. Text to win. You'll text the word Broncos when you hear that cue to call. I would pay spo- close attention in the 8 o'clock hour if you want to win.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KDOI.
2: Day before Thanksgiving, thanks for listening in. Open phones, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is uh, brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Don't forget, Fast Eddie's will be open tomorrow. They also have a uh, large selection of uh, specialty beer that's hard to find. Uh, in, in various places, uh, Goose Island Beer, they just got in a shipment of Goose Island Beer, if you like that. Hard to find, but uh, if you want to take advantage, they'll be open uh, all day today and uh, all day tomorrow, too. One of the few places that are open on Thanksgiving for those last-minute items that you might need when you're headed to Grandma's house. Also, uh, get ready, Friday is the beginning of the 12 days of Christmas for KBOI, because it is KBOI's Idaho's largest toy drive kickoff in front of uh, Sportsman's Warehouse. It gets underway at 6 o'clock in the morning this coming Friday. It's brought to you by Idaho Central Credit Union, TDS Fiber, Scandinavian de- Designs. Um, more importantly, it's also with you because it doesn't matter how many sponsors we have, how many people who are helping out, how many of us here take part. If we don't have your help in donating toys, then we can't do much of anything. It all comes down to a whole bunch of teamwork, but you are, as a listener, one of the uh, most important parts of the toy drive. Every year, we try to get bigger and more. Last year, three and a half semi full yeah. of truck uh, of toys. Long semis too. Long not, semis, yeah. You know, um, not a not a short one. Thirty seven thousand dollars in cash. So, make your plans uh there's one extra day more than we had last year because uh twelve days of Christmas has a better ring than the eleven days of Christmas, so it gets underway Friday and we'll be uh going through um another week to the following Tuesday
3: now we were trying to last year we got thirty seven thousand dollars cash, and this year we're trying for a hundred thousand well so it it sounds like the same people who thought that up are the ones who make sales goals. <laughs>
2: Um, we, we've also added, uh, you know, Nate Shelman if we've hit that hundred thousand dollar mark, mm-hmm. um, he's going to get his head shaved again. And, uh, I have been voluntold that I will have my, uh, hair colored in whatever color that listeners and I don't get to pick the color in other words. So, um, whatever color well, gets chosen, how I have to and, get and, my hair colored.
3: and how long do you have to keep it that
2: way? Um, until it grows all the way out. Oh, really? Yeah. So it it could be figured, months
3: and months. I figured you'd be home recoloring it that afternoon.
2: No, no, I uh, I agreed. If we hit a hundred thousand, it's for the kids. I keep getting reminded it's for the kids, and I would keep it colored for as long as the hair lasts so, uh, at that color.
3: All we have to do is what raise it by like two hundred and seventy percent of what we had last year. Mm-hmm.
2: Nate suggested uh, white. they said dude don't do that to me he goes what's wrong with that and i go uh guess who i would look like and he starts laughing he goes guy fieri would start to work at kboi (laughs) oh yeah don't do that to me (laughs) yeah you kind of (laughs) would wouldn't you uh so anyway this gets underway friday uh be a part of it you can start if you're out shopping on black friday please buy an extra gift and then drop it by in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Uh, A lot of help from a lot of people. Tate's Rents, Country Inn and Suites in Meridian, G&G Insulation, Shooter's Bench, and a whole lot more. Once again, if you want to help out, please be a part of it. Check out all the details at KBOI.com.
0: Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
2: Now back to Mike Casper and
1: Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk
2: KBOI. Just got a uh, message texted to me from Nate Schulman. He's already up and about working this morning. Yeah, he's uh, helping to uh, get the fifty-three-foot trailer parts in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, Because we need to have that there in uh, time for Black Friday. So um, we'll be right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse for the uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. Trailer already going to be there. It'll have big signs. You and I'll be on there on it. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Don't forget you got uh what is it, small business Saturday, mm-hmm. Cyber Monday, give, and then
3: give, Giving Tuesday.
2: Uh Giving Tuesday and then what the hell did I spend all my money on Wednesday?
3: Yeah, I hadn't seen that one on the calendar.
2: It's because I made it up. Oh, but I okay. I think it would be a good thing after we go through all those days of people, you know, purchasing uh items.
3: I was, I, I was given the holidays one day, and somebody said, yeah, those are just made-up holidays. And I said, <laughs> name a holiday that's not made up of something.
2: Actually, I mean, I think there's only one true, real made-up holiday, um, and that's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a, a made-up holiday. Yeah,
3: that was made up just to sell uh, cards.
2: Just, just to sell cards Hallmark and flowers. Of- yeah, that's the only reason. Just a made-up, well, useless was, holiday. Mother's
3: Day was, I think, made up just to sell stuff.
2: But Mother's Day, I mean, you know, we all love our moms, it's a yeah. great day to honor moms. I don't I don't think that was made up just to sell stuff. It's a day to honor mom. Valentine's Day is well, that's the only thing you
3: do is ex- buy stuff. Exactly what the, uh, the definition says, which is, uh, <clears throat> I think, written by a guy who owned a store.
2: What was his name?
3: I don't know. Oh. Mr. Uh, Did you just make up his stuff Mr., again? Mr. Merchant.
2: Did you just make up stuff again? Uh, yeah. Okay.
3: Like, you know, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. News Time 640. I'm not saying they're not worthwhile. Five, I'm just saying that you know somebody just had an idea and said, hey, why don't we do this? Let's get a check out what's going on with sports.
2: Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Jelly. Uh, get in today. Time to stretch out that belly for tomorrow. Get yourself a sandwich. You can also get one of their most popular soups of the week. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. Get in in either location, East Boise or in Meridian.
4: Good morning. Boise State will take on Utah State Friday morning at 10 a.m. It's also Senior Day, the final home game of the year during the regular season for the Broncos. Coach Andy Avalos talked about the senior class. It's a big
6: group, and where are they? Are we talking about a fourth, fifth, or sixth? So, um, much like we did last year, everybody that has a senior tag on them has the opportunity to walk. We're not just like everything we're focused on right now, and the guys that have exhausted eligibility. Obviously, uh, this this is uh, this is it if they're in their sixth year. But the fifth, fourth year guys like. We'll get to all that stuff later and, and, uh, you know, the opportunity for, um, you know, with the COVID year and all that, that presents uh, opportunities, more opportunities for a bunch of these young men that are tremendous guys and that uh, obviously have done a lot for this program and uh, um, will continue to do a lot for this program.
4: Just so you know, Bronco Game Day will get started at 5 a.m. on Friday morning. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you, followed by the tailgate show on the network from 7 to 9. Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will pick things up at 9 o'clock and get you ready for the 10 a.m. kickoff. Again, the Broncos and Utah State this Friday morning. I'm Rick Worthington.
2: 6.58, good morning. Uh, kind of warm out this morning, 31 after uh, spending the previous parts of the week and last week uh, in the upper 18, 19 degree
3: area, That's, low 20s. It's warm, it's just barely freezing.
2: Yeah, um, but uh, compared to what we've been seeing, uh, kind yeah. of a nice respite. Let's hope it stays that way. I only say let's hope it stays that way uh, because of Idaho's largest toy drive, which gets underway Friday. Um, we've had times where it's been massively, massively cold um, the first year that you guys hosted, when there was no motor home, mm-hmm. was was that the year of Snowmageddon when it got really, really cold? And
3: oh, I think it was before that. Before but, that, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, well, uh, I mean, the, the longer you spend outside, the colder it's going to seem anyway.
2: Fifty-three foot trailer. Getting ready. That's that's the trailer we're going to be starting to load up on Friday. We we, we want to do that over and over and over again. And uh, this all gets in way. Friday morning, 6 a.m. in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Hope to see you uh, out there. Coming up this morning, uh, final chance to get your $50 gift certificate to one of the brunchettes for our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the Global Network. For all your real estate needs, all you have to do is call 208-888-4128. Our question today, there is one area of Massachusetts that still looks like it did in the 17th century not much has changed in it looks six, like almost in the, in the 1600s yeah wow. yeah so uh, if you know the answer stick around if you're the first person to answer where that is you've got that $50 gift certificate to the uh brunchette you can use it at any one of their locations
1: Ben Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
7: Police in Chesapeake, Virginia, say the person who opened fire in the Walmart Supercenter overnight was an employee. A worker there describes him as her manager. Six people were killed, four being treated at hospitals, and the shooter is also dead. Brianna Taylor works at the Walmart. She says the manager pulled a gun right out after a team meeting and began
8: firing. He just started shooting throughout the entire break room, and I watched Multiple people just dropped down to the floor. Whether they were trying to duck for cover or they were hit. Chesapeake
7: Police Chief Mark Solsky with more on the timeline of what happened.
8: Our nine one one dispatch center received the first call at ten twelve p.m. last night. The first officers arrived on scene within two minutes at ten fourteen, and entered the store approximately two minutes later at ten sixteen.
7: This is the second mass shooting with multiple casualties. In just three days in the U.S., it follows the Club Q violence on Saturday night in Colorado Springs that left five people dead. Jerry Preston, ABC News.
3: What is going on? Have I, have I missed a new TikTok challenge where you have to go into a place and kill as many people as possible because it just seems like it's an everyday occurrence? Uh, you're not wrong. And that's the first time I've ever heard of a manager shooting up a place.
2: What the heck happened in that meeting to cause him to fly off the deep end, or was he already off the deep end?
3: I mean, the holidays are stressful, but come on.
2: Police believe the uh, gunman had died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Identity has not been released because of next of kin, have not been notified, although, sorry, I'm not going to give the person's name anyway. Yeah. The motive of the massacre still remains a mystery. Nobody knows why he uh, did
3: this. Kudos. Apparently not going to.
2: Kudos to a police response, by the way. Two minutes. Two minutes. and uh,
3: Like they say, when seconds count, the police are just minutes away.
2: It wasn't very long before they had the whole area also locked down. It was less than an hour before the store was, about 48 minutes before the store was about to close.
3: Well, That's when they have their team meetings?
2: Don't know. Never worked at a Walmart, especially back
3: there. Maybe everybody asked for Black Friday off, and he just couldn't take it anymore. I really don't know. Chances are, I mean, obviously the guy had a gun with him, so he may have been just, you know, uh, extremely depressed or something and just planning something like this.
2: Obviously, if you do something like this, you've got something mentally wrong with you.
3: Well, one would
2: assume Other uh, updates for you, um, stories that we've been following along. Jeremy Waste, who was the man who was shot and arrested by police Monday night after they said he threatened a Boise police officer with a knife, now faces four criminal charges. Ada County Prosecuting uh, Deputy Garrett Swenson said at an arraignment hearing that Boise police officers had been looking for Waste since he allegedly stabbed his father in the neck six or seven times last Friday. Good grief. His father was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, police said. Police are also investigating his possible involvement in an attempted bank robbery on Monday morning.
3: So this isn't just a random encounter. No. They, were, they were actively searching for this individual.
2: Uh, Monday evening, police located Waste in southeast Boisty, and they tried uh, to get him arrested before he tried to flee. Swenson said in a court uh, hearing, Waste yelled that he wanted to get shot, and that's when he charged an officer. So apparently he wanted suicide by cop. Yeah, exactly. Officers uh, apparently made several attempts to reposition themselves to keep a police vehicle in between them and Waste while he was holding the knife. Um, the uh, Swenson went on to say it seemed like police were doing anything and everything they could to avoid any kind of physical altercation with the defendant. One officer shot an injured Waste who was taken to the hospital and then booked into Ada County Jail. Mm-hmm. Interim Police Chief Ron Winninger said at a press conference uh, that Waste arrived at his raiment with uh, one arm and a cast. Waste Bond has been set at $300,000 for the alleged attack on his father and $1.5 million for charges related to Monday night's altercation with police. I guess kudos um, to that officer, and I, it makes it a little bit easier because a lot of people, we've had conversations about this in police shootings in the past, and it's it's like, the comment is why can't police just shoot to injure instead why do they have to shoot to kill <laughs> Well usually when uh, the person is has a gun you don't have yeah. time you don't have time your reaction time you can't just well, sit and, there and, and take they, the time to
3: shoot him in the leg or something And they also act like well why don't why don't they just shoot one time and then maybe he'll drop Well because maybe he won't Yeah if you shoot one time and wait to see what happens they shoot you In this particular instance, though, I I guess you can say, you know,
2: kudos to police officers. They didn't have to kill him. They did, And I don't know if they were trying to or
3: not, but
2: it doesn't sound like they were doing everything they could to not have to.
3: Might have been just a a lucky, poor shot.
2: But in this particular instance, you have a little more time. When somebody has a knife, um, you have time to line up your shot and maybe shoot to injure instead of being, you know— at somebody, the same
3: time being shot at with
2: with another gun
3: when somebody has a knife and not a gun you have the uh, advantage of distance if you need it
2: yeah pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Open phones today uh, because we won't be here on Friday. So letting you do that today, anything you want to talk about, feel free to give us a call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email chris at kby.com and mike at kby.com. And since today is the uh, day before Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? If you want to share that today, we'll take those phone calls uh, throughout the morning also. Time for another check on sports brought to you by Fat Guy's Press Deli, the place to go stretch out your stomach. Get it ready for tomorrow. Best way to do that is load up today. Get in for a uh, great sandwich and, of course, one of their most popular soups every Wednesday. It's jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. You can get that today at both locations, East Boise off Gowan and in Meridian Wells Avenue.
4: Good morning. As we get set for Boise State football, get started on Friday morning. Of course, their opponent will be Utah State, and that game kicks off at 10 a.m. It'll be our earliest start for Bronco football this year. Talon Green has done a pretty good job, though, spreading the football around to different receivers this season. Bob Beeler with more. Talon Green is averaging 194 yards passing in his seven games as a starter. He's improved so much this season, and his offensive coordinator, Dirk Cutter, says he's doing a good job of avoiding the rush. Even when they have a free hitter or a
5: scraper coming over the top, he's got a great feel for kind of sinking and letting that guy come to him and then still getting the throw off and being accurate. He, he's done a really good job in that area.
4: Green has been sacked only four times in the seven starts. He'll lead Boise State against Utah State. Kickoff for the Friday morning game is at 10 o'clock. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. A couple of things to know heading into the Utah State game on Friday morning. The Broncos right now are a 17-point favorite. The over under is thirty four and a half points in that game uh Utah State by the way, them played particularly terrible over the last month. They actually have three wins in a row, their last coming against San jose state thirty five to thirty one They defeated hawaii forty one to thirty four and new mexico twenty seven to ten Their last loss well, that was at wyoming twenty eight to fourteen Once again, kickoff is at 10 a.m. That means Bronco Game Day will get started at 5 a.m. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you from 5 to 7. Then the tailgate show from 7 to 9. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered
1: by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 7.22,
2: 7.22, Jeremiah Bates with us uh, once again this morning. Uh, Jeremiah, kind of a slow week because a uh, short week on uh, Wall Street. We are looking at uh, Dow even being up 200, over 200 yesterday, looking like the futures are going to be down uh, as we open up here in about eight minutes. I wanted to talk about be- uh, the rail strike that could be looming. It's looking more and more every day like the uh, rail strike might be happening. Um, uh, another union voted against the... Uh, The agreement this past weekend, and and it has to be approved 100% by all unions, so it's looking like this is going to be happening. How could this possibly affect the economy, the Wall Street uh, market, and everything else if this does come like it looks like it's going to be happening sometime next month?
6: Well, I, I don't know exactly what the fallout would be, but I can tell you this, it would not be good for Wall Street or Main Street across the board. If, if you're looking at an actual strike, if that in fact happens, <clears throat> I mean, reports show that uh, the U.S. economy would lose $2 billion a day wow. in economic output. If, in fact, a strike uh, happens, you got you got to look at the reality of the situation is rail is critical for basically the entire good side of our U.S. economy. You're talking about agriculture, manufacturing, retail uh freight railroads they're responsible for transporting 40% of our nation's long haul so obviously a work stoppage would <clears throat> would affect that significantly you have coal shipments you have supply of drinking water i mean it, it, this across the board if we're talking about a strike where that the ability to transport that high of a percentage of goods across the country that's going to have a that's going to have a cataclysmic effect and then it just really comes down to how long that would last but when you're talking 2 billion dollars a day lost in Economic output that is no joke. So the likelihood of a deal being reached, I mean, the the numbers are kind of undeniable. Um, I mean, obviously you have one side. With their demands, and you have the other side trying to uh, trying to kind of go to the ne- negotiating board and try to find a compromise. But at the end of the day, if in fact we run into a strike, especially right around holiday time when you factor in everything oh. else that is going on, I mean that would definitely cause a knee jerk reaction in the markets. That would not bode well. And then of course, on uh, when we talk about inflation, high prices, uh, be basically inventories and demand not being able to be met because uh, shipping's not going on, that'd be a huge issue.
2: Well, and you had mentioned that rails account for. 40% of shipping in America. It actually, in a, a particular instance like this would even be more than that because a lot of times rails are shipping so that trucks can ship the rest of it out. So it would even be probably a bigger uh, percentage than 40% because diesel trucks all of a sudden would stop rolling because they don't have any shipments to take anywhere.
6: Yeah, I mean, it it would be a trickle down effect. I mean, it wouldn't just be looking at, oh, okay, you know, just rails are shopping it or stopping it or give it it would get shaken out. It's like you said. I mean, trucking would stop, which would obviously hurt on on the demand across the board for that. I mean, the the trucker them, the truckers themselves, as far as their income. I mean, th- this would just be a trickle down effect that would really hit almost every pocket um, of the U.S. economy. So again, it it just it would not be good. Now, who's to know what the exact extent would be because again it's we're talking about how long would this strike uh in fact happen and i just think that when you look at the numbers they're undeniable of how reliant the economy is on these on these railroads operating um and making sure those goods are transported so i think a deal would likely happen if it would happen quick if in fact a strike happened at least one would hope
2: well they're kind of over a barrel because congress of course is expected to intervene if they don't agree to the contract so um within a few days I, you know, Congress would force them back to work. Um, you know, granted, just because you force somebody back to work doesn't mean they're going to actually come back to work, but uh, um, it'll be interesting. I think there's a silver lining here, too, um, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later this morning uh, with a conspiracy theory that I have um, having to do with our shortage on diesel that we have right now because this would the silver lining is this would help out with our shortage of diesel if all of a sudden all the railroads stopped working.
6: Yes, yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm always one for a good conspiracy theory. Doesn't mean I believe it, but uh, I'll definitely entertain
2: it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jeremiah. Uh, you did such a fabulous job this morning. We're going to give you the rest of the week off.
6: Thank you, gents. Have a great Thanksgiving.
2: You do, and we'll talk to you Monday morning.
1: Listen to
0: KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click
1: the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 742, it's going to be uh, interesting to uh, watch this. Remember the uh, fan who caught Aaron Judge's 62nd home run? I do, yes. Turned down uh, an offer of $3 million for the ball. And instead, we'll be putting it up for auction, which will all be fantastic Unless, of course, that auction um, only gives him $3 million or less, mm-hmm. then he'll have screwed up. Because keep in mind, more than likely, when he puts it up for auction, you're going to have a uh, 10 to 20% commission that you're paying mm-hmm. for the right to auction that ball off. So you're going to have to make more than the $3 million in cash that uh, he was offered. To sell the ball. But apparently he thinks that the ball is worth more than $3 million. Is he
3: going to uh, sell it through, like Sotheby's or, or Christie's or one of those? Didn't didn't
2: say yet where the uh, auction is going to be taking place. Now, Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball for the 1998 season stands as the priciest baseball ever sold. Yeah. Um, it sold for $3.05 million.
3: Was that Todd? What's his name that writes Spawn? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. He's the person that uh, bought that. Bonds, uh, Barry Bonds broke the record by smashing seventy three in two thousand and one season. But both of those people who hit those number of home runs also been accused of using steroids to do it.
3: So that makes the ball less valuable. It's weird, but it's true.
2: Do you do you think he's did he make a mistake on this? I guess he could. I guess he could always go back to the person who offered
3: him three, I, three
2: million and said, "Hey, um, I didn't I, get what I thought, so you I still want to get this?"
3: I do not think I would have the willpower to turn down a three million. million uh, that's,
2: that's what I thought because even even if he gets more money from it, is it going to be an appreciable appreciable amount more than three million dollars? I mean,
3: three is enough, you know, after taxes and after commission and stuff. That's enough for me
2: to. Well, out. and and that's that's why I was just going to bring up taxes too. I'm glad you brought that up. Because you have the buyer's commission mm-hmm. on your auction ball, and in addition to that, you're going to have to pay taxes on the $3 million. The full $3 million, because you paid nothing for this baseball. So you have the uh, taxes that at 27% plus your state taxes. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay for this. So, I mean, for this to even make sense financially, he, he's going to have to make 4 or $5 million on that ball. I don't think it's worth that much. But, hey, um, we did tell you the fact that the guy also... Runs a uh, huge investment firm and doesn't need the money. Well,
3: uh, you know, I'm I'm sure he could use the money, but yeah, he's not going to go hungry.
2: You and I, he doesn't. uh, You and I would need the money. That's why we would go. $3 million? Yeah, here, where do I sign? And which door do I leave after I sign? KVI news Time is 7.45. Time for a final check on sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guy's Fresh Deli. The place to go for lunch every day, Monday through Saturday. They are closed on Thanksgiving. So if you're thinking, hey, I'm going to just, you know, skip my own Thanksgiving and go in there for a turkey sandwich, uh, they are closed on Thanksgiving. But other than that, they are open Monday through Saturday beginning at 10.30 in the morning. Keep in mind, today, one of their most popular soups get in for jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar.
4: Good morning. Boise State will take on Utah State this Friday morning at 10 a.m. Now, we're getting set for that because it's a 5 a.m. start time for Bronco game day on Friday morning. Big thing to keep in mind for the game on Friday is that it's senior day. And the defensive coordinator, Spencer Danielson, talked about his seniors.
6: It's going to be an emotional day for me. Um It'll be emotional as this season comes to a close, these last games with the bowl game, all that. But just because of how much this senior group has done for this place, for this defense, and um, what they mean to me personally, what they mean to this university, this is the respect I have for them, the love I have for these guys as young men and how they're going to impact people's lives in the future. If it's the NFL, if it's just life after football, um, you know I cannot say enough about this senior group and what they've done for this team. And that's why it's going to be emotional for me. It's going to be emotional for them. Um, and obviously as this thing comes to close, that's the biggest motivation for us as a staff and for the younger guys that are coming back is we are going to finish this the right way for that group.
4: Now we'll get started. Bronco game day, 5 a.m., uh the tailgate show will get going at seven, and then we'll hand it off to Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender at nine o'clock, and they'll get you set for that 10 a.m. kickoff this Friday morning. I'm Rick Worthington.
1: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
7: Why should I give thanks on Thanksgiving?
4: What have I got to be thankful for? The screaming, the fighting, the exploding resentments. That's what Thanksgiving is. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
2: (laughs) And that's why God invented
8: alcohol. (laughs)
2: Day before Thanksgiving, uh, taking your phone calls today. Whatever you want to talk about, it is open phones uh, because we will not be here Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Don't forget, uh, Fast Eddie's will be open tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day. If you do uh, forget some items, want to get some last-minute items, um, especially a huge supply of uh, alcoholic beverages. Some of the beverages you're not going to be able to find a lot of different places. Um, they've got specialty beers that are available um, if you want to get in. Tomorrow, yeah. like I said, they'll be open all day on Thanksgiving.
3: If it's FDA-approved to drink, I think they have it.
2: Pretty pretty much. Um, also, uh, if you want to share what you're thankful for this morning, we're taking those phone calls uh, for you uh, this morning here on News Talk KBOI. Wondering who has the cheapest food in the Treasure Valley? Boise Dev uh, did a research project, and they uh, used a preset list of 16 items, including turkey, cranberry sauce, dinner rolls, a pie and more they stopped shore brands store brands where they could find them and look for the lowest price of comparable items any guess on uh, who had the lowest prices
3: uh, well uh, i would say uh, grocery outlet if they're in if they're in the study if they're not then fred meyer probably. grocery outlet is or, not in the study or walmart Winco Foods. Of course, that's what I meant.
2: Cart full of food at Winco Foods. Um, All the 16 items, like I said, they bought all the same items at all the stores. Winco, cheapest option of the grocers that they compared, Um, $41.45 for a family dinner with those 16 items included.
3: That's per person, right? Yes. Okay.
2: No, yeah. No, total. I'm sorry, total? Total? Really? Yeah,
3: total. Oh, that's not bad.
2: Yeah. No, not bad at all. Um... Winco is offering a free Genio brand turkey with any purchase of $125 in non-turkey groceries. (laughs) There are a few different places. You can't just buy
3: a whole bunch of turkeys and then add one more. No, no.
2: It has to be non-turkey items. Um, By the way, um, a few of the stores also offer that, where you buy a certain amount. Fred Meyer, $150 worth of groceries. You get a free turkey. I think Albertsons is $100. Uh, By the way, the difference in price... Um, from 2009, comparing the same items at Winco, is up 28% from 2009. That
3: was my dad's joke when he was about 80 years old, uh, was that he says, hey, I'm stronger now than I was when uh, you know I was 20. So says, when I was 20, I couldn't lift $50 worth of groceries. <laughs>
2: He's not wrong. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, Walmart was number two at $49. There's a big difference between Winco which is the cheapest and the most expensive Walmart was number 2 at 49 so 41.45 compared to $49 Fred Meyer was next at $53 Albertsons next 67.99 and the uh, most expensive one that they uh, did their shopping at Trader Joe's $72.23 so there's a difference from forty one dollars to seventy two dollars from the most expensive to the least expensive. If you're going to do your so holiday shopping
3: at Trader Joe's, then you you go there. If you just don't want anybody running into your cart,
2: maybe you live right next and don't want to <laughs> drive anywhere. That yeah, but, I mean people. Your, some people swear by Trader Joe's; your, they just love the items that they get there. But
3: Mister Howell, money is no object.
2: Yeah, that those people. Maybe if you're uh, able to turn down an offer for three million dollars for a baseball. That you were lucky enough to catch. You can maybe trade it for food. Maybe you're the type of person who would go shopping at uh, Trader it Joe's. could be. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. That number, by the way, our main number. That is also our text number. Keep in mind, we have a final chance for you to get your Boise State-Utah State game tickets for this Friday. It's Senior Day on the blue. Listen next hour. Sometime next hour, you're going to hear that cue to text. Text the word Broncos when you hear it, and you'll get our final pair of tickets.
0: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Stick around on the way in 20 minutes. Uh, We've got another chance, final chance this week, for your $50 gift certificate, free breakfast, free lunch at any one of the bronchettes. You can use it at Blue Bench, Brunchette, Cross from Hillcrest. Uh, you can use it at Huck House, Brunchette, Glenwood and State, or in McCall at the Brunchette on the Lake if you're able to answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. If you need help in any way, shape, or form when it comes to real estate, that's the first number you should be calling, 208-888-4128. Our question today, there is one area of Massachusetts Matter of fact, this is probably the only area in the entire United States that still looks like it did in the 17th century.
3: In the 1600s.
2: 1600s. Where is this place? Simple question. Just where is this place? If you know the answer, stick around. Coming up here in 20 minutes, if you're the first person to answer correctly, we've got that $50 gift certificate to the brunchettes.
0: The great one,
1: Mark Levin, tonight at seven. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: The state has issued a death warrant for Pizzuto. The execution set for December fifteenth. But here's the problem, or should I say problems? First, the Department of Corrections admits it doesn't have the drugs needed for the lethal injection. And now Pizzuto's attorneys argue that at least one of those drugs would torture him because he has heart disease. They're asking a federal judge to stop the execution until there's a full and fair hearing. Once again, somebody who
2: has been on death row for decades trying to uh, get his life extended. Multiple times, lawyers have uh, tried to uh, get the uh, execution stayed because, well, originally they said that uh, he's dying anyway, so if he's dying anyway, it's cruel and unusual punishment to kill him before he was due to die anyway.
3: And it seems like the attitude of the state officially was, uh, oh, well, if he's going to die, we better hurry and kill him while we have the chance.
2: I personally, most times I'd be going, no, put this person to death. He he just absolutely destroyed families with the people that he killed. He bludgeoned two people to death, a mother and a son.
3: Who were what, prospectors?
2: Prospectors around the McCall area. However, and this is this is one of those instances and maybe this makes me a bad person, but I'm like, no, let's let this guy live the rest of his life in excruciating pain because he's dying of cancer and has many other medical conditions that are going to cause him probably to die within the next year according to doctors.
3: So, actually executing him at this point would almost be a humanitarian gesture.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I'm the only one who help no. You know, bladder cancer is not a fun thing. Heart disease, not a fun thing. Diabetes, not a fun thing. I don't understand where the cruel and unusual part of that particular thing is that his lawyers are claiming. Now, however, there is one thing. I mean, there's two things that they're claiming here. Number one, it's during the holidays, and it's going to be hard to, you know, put somebody to death and have the witnesses and everything there. He's due to be put to death December 15th. The other thing, this one could be problematic in the fact that Idaho's still not been able to get the chemicals
3: that would be used Isn't that strange to put him to death. Doesn't seem like that should, should be such a difficult thing.
2: No. Now, <laughs> the part where his lawyers are claiming he's also on uh, medication for his heart problems, and apparently that causes problems with the chemical that they use to put to death and may take it longer for him to die i could care less about you couldn't care less right i could care less and i couldn't care less gotcha um that i really don't care about dude you heinously and violently killed two people decades ago the fact that you're still alive you should be thanking whoever it is i I would say god but um, you may, apparently might not have God in your heart if you're able to do that. The fact that you're still alive now is you're just lucky.
3: Although the fact that he's spent you know decades on death row, is basically in what amounts to solitary confinement for the most part.
2: Mm-hmm. But if it was if it was that horrible, why are you arguing arguing not to be? put out of your misery like i said i don't have a problem i i wish the state would just quit wasting money and said you know what yeah let's go ahead and just let him live out the uh horrible miserable existence that he's going to have in the pain and and whatever that he's going to have to go through like, with, it's with too all bad. his
3: conditions it's too bad like in the state constitution it doesn't say that uh uh you know any any mode of exec- execution is fine as long as it's uh as quick as possible mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, there are if, so many other choices
2: you can. i was just gonna say the same thing it's like if you if you don't want to be uh have chemicals used and get your little shot in the arm um we can do firing squad that's pretty quick um we idaho used to hang people we can go back to hanging
3: that's quick yeah it does tend to be
2: supposedly supposed to be painless quick and painless it just breaks your neck as long as you do it correctly However, like I said, I may make you a horrible person. Uh, I don't particularly care if you do it incorrectly, and it doesn't happen quickly. I'm
3: sure the family that I mean, was affected he, by this probably doesn't care either. Even the gas chamber was uh, was quick, but it was the one that always seemed the most scary. Yeah.
2: Uh, by the way, did you see this story uh, yesterday? Research doctors now believe that legendary martial artist and actor Bruce Lee um, died of drinking too much water. Serious. Lee died in Hong Kong back in 1973 of brain swelling. He was 32 years old. He was in near-perfect physical condition. Oh, boy, howdy. They uh, believe the swelling was due to hyponatremia, if I hope I'm pronouncing that right, caused by drinking too much water. Apparently, he was into making sure that he was really hydrated, and they think that he may have overdone it, and that, after all these years, doctors say, believe, was what the actual cause of death was.
3: Too much water.
2: Now, I don't know if you remember this or not. There's a reason why radio stations aren't allo- allowed to do Yeah, I do remember that.
3: Challenges. The, the thing in California.
2: Yeah, in California a few uh, it decades was, ago. It was, uh, in,
3: a, it was uh, in a bar. Uh,
2: no, it the, wasn't in a bar.
3: I thought it was in a bar. Well, anyway, they had a contest. Yes. Uh, you had to drink water every few minutes. and
2: uh, We're not allowed to go to the you bathroom. You were not allowed
3: to go to the bathroom, and whoever could hold out the longest was going to win a prize. And unfortunately, one woman died. Yeah, she drank too much water. And it
2: wasn't very long afterwards that almost all radio stations and radio station companies said, uh, we will no longer be allowing any uh, challenges through radio contests like this. Yeah,
3: that required any sort of strenuous physical activity of any kind. 208-336-3700.
2: 208-336-3700. It is open phones. You want to call in, uh, feel free. Open phones also includes emails. You want to email us, you can do that. Mike at KBOI.com. Chris at KBOI.com. Hang on. We've got a $50 gift get to the brunchettes coming up for our Casper and Chris. The end your impossible question. We'll get to that right after Bronco Sports today.
1: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk
2: KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question once again, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network for any real estate needs. Call today. Yeah, today they're working. 208-888-4128. Jeremiah is going to get first crack at our question to try and score the $50 gift certificate to the Brunchettes. Jeremiah, there is one small area, small tiny town in Massachusetts that still looks like it did back in the 17th century. Where is it?
0: I'm
7: guessing it is Plymouth, Massachusetts.
2: That is a pretty damn good guess. It is Plymouth, Massachusetts. Um, Plymouth Plantation stays true to its historic roots. You can even celebrate Thanksgiving uh, on the site. Guests and members, uh, their family members can order advance tickets, which include two-day admission to attend a Thanksgiving dinner. And the feast features authentic courses like corn pudding and fish fricassee mmm wow corn pudding and fish fricassee
3: fish fricassee wow (laughs) doesn't that sound delicious as soon as i look up (laughs) fricassee
2: hey congratulations jeremiah you uh have got yourself a 50 dollars gift certificate to one of the brunchettes you can use it at any one of the locations huck house brunchette blue bench brunchette or if you're headed to mccall you can even use it there at uh brunchette on the lake hang on the line congratulations 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Remember, um, we're not done with the winning today. One final chance for you to score tickets to the uh, Boise State-Utah hmm. State game coming up on Friday.
3: All fricassee is is uh, pieces of meat, such as in this case seafood, uh, stewed in stock and served in a white sauce.
2: Mm, that sounds that's, that's not terribly complicated. Sounds so much better than turkey. <laughs> What's corn? Look up corn pudding. I'm wondering what corn pudding is, too. Um, stick around. You're listening for that cue to text. This will be your final chance to win cue to text. When you hear it, text the word Broncos to 208 336 3700. It's coming up before it 9 is o'clock.
3: A pudding made with sweet corn, canned or cut from the cob, eggs, milk, and other ingredients.
2: Mmm. <laughs> that sounds way better than green bean casserole. <laughs> Ha! Ah, glad to see can, that uh, I, I can, in the last four hundred years we've come so I, far. I, I can tell you're sincere. <laughs> KBOI News time is eight twenty-six.
1: Night at ten. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Eight thirty-nine. Uh, in case you missed it, we just played the cue to text just a moment ago. You want to get your tickets to the Boise State-Utah State game. Final official regular season home game for the Boise State Broncos, which means it is Senior Day coming up this Saturday. Weather is looking actually pretty good. We're, uh, based on uh, weather forecast, even though the game kicks off at 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, through the day, we're looking at temperatures in the uh, 40s. So, pretty good uh, for this time of year. We've got tickets for you. Text the word Broncos right now. You've got about another 10 more minutes we'll allow you before we uh, check a winner. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. Just got info, informed moments ago, we thought this was going to be the last pair of tickets and you have a chance to win no we'll have one more chance coming up in the nine o'clock hour 9 30 um so you're saying
3: there's a chance i'm
2: saying there's a chance so if you're looking uh forward to um, going to see boise state utah state boise state trying to again which is very difficult to do remain undefeated in Mountain West. They already know they're going to the Mountain West Championship against Fresno State on December 3rd, mm-hmm. which, by the way, we'll have tickets for that to give away next week, too. Uh, but Texas Ward word Broncos right now, 208-336-3700. If you don't win here, uh, next hour, we'll give you one more final chance. Uh it is Open Phones Friday brought to you uh, it's Open Phones Wednesday actually actually because we won't be here Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about today uh because it's sponsored by uh Fast Eddies in Meridian. Don't forget we have been telling you that the only place that you're able to get your fast uh, your uh Idaho Lottery $1 million raffle tickets was Fast Eddies because the raffle tickets sold out from the lottery about 7 days ago, but Fast Eddies still had a supply. They sold out yesterday. So, all the tickets for the Idaho... This is crazy. Do you ever remember the Million Dollar Raffle selling out before Thanksgiving? I mean, it always sells out, but usually yeah. it's in December.
3: Um, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I, this is the, the earliest I remember.
2: I don't ever remember the Million Dollar Raffle selling out before Thanksgiving, but they are completely gone. However, Fast Eddie's, uh, wanted to let you know, they will be open tomorrow for Thanksgiving. So, if you forgot items or want to get in, um, most places are closed. Fast Eddie's will be open once again tomorrow. On Thanksgiving taking your phone calls your emails uh, this morning you can also text us uh, if you would like Um, latest update on the investigation going into uh, U of I stabbings nothing I mean really big to report um, other than authorities say that uh, they were investigating the stabbing deaths and that there had been reports that one of the victims possibly had a stalker. Police announced yesterday that that had been looked into, and there was no verifiable evidence that there was a stalker.
3: So what? Well, and they got more than five hundred
2: tips, right? Fifteen hundred well, tips and counting. Tips. Yeah, over fifteen hundred tips yeah. and counting wow. on this. And they still are asking people to uh, put their tips, um, give the tips if they have them. Um, all of them are being looked into in this case, especially now. We've gone so long. The longer this goes with nobody being found, it's worse and worse news. It
3: will be uh, unsolved.
2: The uh, Moscow police will once again hold another press conference that will be coming up today to update the public on the investigation that will happen at uh, 1 p.m. today. So much of this story, I, Moscow Police Department. Uh, I read a few different accounts. Accounts yesterday on different media yeah, outlets are just getting the, hammered for the way they've handled the investigation up to this point.
3: Well, everybody wants to know something, and and they don't want to tell anybody for you know their own reasons.
2: And I don't know if this is you know some of these things are true or not. I mean, one of the allegations by one of the media outlets, you know, that I was reading yesterday was that. Um, a dumpster was allowed to be emptied before they had a chance to go through the dumpster. In the immediate area? Yeah. Um, next The the dumpster for the home. Another allegation was that they were seen this week out measuring uh, tire marks and taking pictures of tire marks out in front of the home, which they said should have been done immediately so it wasn't affected by weather, people trampling over it or driving over it. Like I said, I don't know how much of this is true or uh, or not, but yeah. so many backseat drivers are weighing in on this because of the fact there's so little information coming out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I will say that you know you're you're talking about a police department in a very <clears throat> small city. Granted, it's you know I think it's twenty five thousand people when the University of
3: Idaho is in session. It's decent size for Idaho, but still a small city. Yeah,
2: Um, and they don't. uh, Moscow Police Department just doesn't deal a lot with homicides. And I, I mean, I was born in Moscow and raised around uh, Genesee, which is just outside of Moscow, uh, up until I was in fourth grade, and then Nesper's not too far away. I don't ever remember anything like this ever happening in, in Moscow or the Lewiston area, anywhere in that part of of Idaho. So, you know, if you don't have experience with this type of thing Mm -hmm. in your police department, it becomes very difficult, unfortunately. Once again, we'll uh, have updates for you, I'm sure, this afternoon. If anything new comes out of that uh, press conference, it'll be happening at 1 o'clock from the police. We will uh, go ahead and talk about that today. Um, other things we're going to be talking about coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, the veteran who helped disarm the gunman at the uh, gay club um, yesterday was interviewed. Um, pretty emotional interview there. Um, in case you missed that you or have not heard that, we're going to play the audio from that
3: coming up here. Well, one of the people in his you know, party uh, with whom he arrived was killed. And mm-hmm. So he's, he's still despondent about that. Um,
2: I told you a little bit earlier this morning when we talked with Jeremiah Bates about a looming rail strike, which is looking more and more every day like there is going to be a railway strike, and uh, it's not going to be a good thing if it does happen. We'll take a break. I said that I had a uh, conspiracy theory on this. I want to see what you think about my conspiracy theory when we come back. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
0: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 8.52. American consumers in nearly every industry could be affected if a uh, rail union strike gets underway next month. One of the biggest rail unions rejected its deal uh, this week, joining three others that have failed to approve contracts over concerns about demanding schedules and lack of paid sick time. uh, Sick time. That raises the risk of a strike, which would start as soon as December 5th. All 12 rail unions must approve the contracts to prevent a strike. So even if one says, nope, we don't approve this, um, then a strike would happen. It would affect us, as you heard earlier this morning, we were talking about Jeremiah Bates' 40% of products in America are shipped
3: through rail. By by rail.
2: Probably more than that when you consider that a lot of times the rail ships to a place where semi-trailers then pick it up and ship it further.
3: And I was going to say, as as a truck driver will tell you, then uh, it's unloaded from the train into the truck, and then you take it by truck.
2: $2 billion a day is how much this would cost the United States if the uh, strike would start. Um, Although some businesses would try to shift shipments over to trucks, there aren't enough of them available to be able to do that. Association of American Railroads Trade Group estimates that in an additional 467,000 trucks a day would be needed to handle everything railroads cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just not that many trucks. Um, Chemical manufacturers, refineries were some of the first businesses that would be affected because railroads stopped shipping hazardous chemicals, a week before the strike deadline to ensure that no tank cars are filled with dangerous liquids and wind up stranded someplace. That means chlorine that water treatment plants use in cities to purify water. Most cities have about a one-week supply on hand. Those would be impossible to get. Any manufacturer that makes things out of plastic without chemicals that are part of the formula would stop making those yeah, plastics. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Um, even things like beer and soda. See, now you're starting to talk seriously here.
3: You mean the kind that has plastic in it?
2: Uh, No, carbon dioxide. Supply of carbon dioxide that beverage makers use to carbonate soda and beer would be restricted. That doesn't even go on to talk about food shortages that would would start. Gasoline would go up in price again. Um, Also food like chicken... And uh, pigs, because you're interrupting um, how they deliver their feed. So it would be harder and more expensive to get their supply of corn and soybeans. All great news right before the holidays. This doesn't even (laughs) mention the fact uh, items that you may have ordered for the holidays would be hard to get.
3: It's bad for the holidays, but, you know, come to think of it, we eat every day.
2: Here's my conspiracy theory. I think... This is conspiracy. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I was just thinking about this yesterday. Uh, The Biden administration may want this to happen. We have a 25-day supply of diesel in this country right now. It's the lowest supply of diesel we have ever had in our history. And? If you can stop diesel from being used for a week, I'm not saying they want this to happen for a long time, Um, It would be able to get our supply back and not make your administration necessarily look bad. As a matter of fact, as a PR thing, the people that would look bad would be the unions. The other thing is um, this wouldn't last long because Congress is expected to intervene and impose contract terms on railroad workers if an agreement can't be reached. The uh, last strike was in 1992, and it lasted two days before Congress intervened and forced the workers (laughs) back to work.
3: Held out for two whole days.
2: Well, they weren't, I mean, it's one of those things that it's so important that Congress can force union workers back to work if they wish. So I don't think it's going to last very long. However, it would still cause a lot of disruption, even if it doesn't. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't forget, we've got another pair of Boise State tickets coming your way next hour. I want to congratulate Kim Harder of uh, Boise. Kim Harder was our latest winner. So congratulations, Kim. Mm-hmm. One more pair of tickets that we have to give away here this morning if uh you'd like to win those be ready to text
3: Broncos. You've been talking about the fact that it's senior day and it's the last uh regular season game, but we already know there will be one more game. So that's good.
2: Probably two more games. One more at home. That's what I mean. Yeah, two more games because they they probably well, they'll go they're for sure yeah. going to go to a bowl game.
3: Yeah, they've already got 8 wins, so they'll they'll go.
2: Yeah. Um, we don't know which bowl game that would be. The LA bowl, Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl, if they, uh, win the game, if they lose, uh, no telling where they would be going. Um. Crazy to think that this team could win 10 years the way that 10 games this year the way it started, but if they can win their next three games, that's where they would be. 208-336-370, 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, it is open phones today. Feel free to share your thoughts. Download the 670 KBOI app
0: for
1: your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 907. Good morning. It is open phones brought to you by Fast Eddies in Meridian. Don't forget, they will be open up tomorrow for Thanksgiving. If you uh, forgot something, want to get some items, they've got a large selection of uh, craft beers, by the way. Um, a lot of them that you cannot find anywhere uh-huh. else. Um, Goose Island beer. They just got a shipment it in. It's very difficult to find, and they do have it. A uh, big selection there at uh, Fast Eddies. If you want to get in for that, they're open, of course, today too. It is open phones. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Keep in mind, we have one more pair of tickets we'll be giving away. Kim Harder won uh, the pair last hour. We have one more coming up this hour for you to win. Um, she seems excited. She says, OMG, thank you. OMG? Yeah. You're right. you're welcome, Kim. It pays off to listen. It pays off uh, to be able to, when you hear that cue, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700 to win. And that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. One final chance to win those tickets. Email in, no name on this for obvious reasons, uh, because he probably or she probably knows that this is a uh, idiotic email, but anyway, I'm going <laughs> to read it. Um, nice. Mike, <laughs> nice you, disclaimer. Mike, you never miss an opportunity to promote fear, do you? Do tell me again how you are not a part of the whole WEF, the Great Reset, the New World Order, the Schwab-Gates-Fauci depopulation through vaccination movement. Speaking of, why have you not promoted fear of the vaccine with the died suddenly issue happening worldwide? Why is it that one fear you never promote? After all, cause of deaths are up 17 to 40 percent since 2021. Let's see what happens in uh or let's see what happened in 2021. I think he probably means 2022. Um, The reason I don't promote fear over, um, how did he put it?
3: Instant death.
2: Um, Died suddenly issues with vaccines is because it's not happening. Now, the reason cause of deaths are up, all you have to do is look at the number of deaths from people from COVID. Almost 7 million people worldwide have died since COVID started So there's a big increase in in deaths. Seven million people is a lot due to uh, COVID. Now, all the other things that you mentioned, if you're wondering why I'm not a part of it, I don't even know what they are. (laughs) So being a part of something I don't know unless...
3: There's a conspiracy, man. They're all out to get you and me. (laughs) Unless somebody, we gotta hide, man.
2: Unless somebody signed me up for the club and I didn't realize they signed me up. Uh, Yeah, no idea. Uh, Mike writes in, uh, hey, 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 or maybe he means hey, 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 or yeah. Um, Do you have any substantial information that the Biden administration wants a rail strike to happen due to diesel situation, or is that another of your fantasy facts, Uh, Mike? By the way clean out your eardrums once again i did not say that that is happening i said i had a conspiracy theory
3: yeah that's true that i said you did call it a conspiracy
2: multiple times so yeah clean out your ears I, i did not say it's happening um so if anybody took that as fact it is not a fact i just said i had a conspiracy theory that this may be something that the administration might want to see oh, happen for funny. the short term to try and just, get our diesel back
3: up. John just wrote in very quickly. He says, Chris, were you just making fun of people who believe conspiracy theories? Yes, John. Yes, I was. <laughs> um, a different Mike. Not like the first time, right? No, not even the first time today. But
2: Mike had a P.S. here. Let me write this oh, okay. uh, just before we get to uh, the yeah, other yeah. mic P.S. If a strike takes place and affects national defense, it can be halted by the federal uh, government. Um, Mike, you also might have missed out on the fact that it doesn't even have to affect national defense. Congress can stop the strike and has stopped rail strikes in the past after just two days. So this is this is something, if a strike does happen and it's looking more and more every day like it is going to happen sometime next month, Congress would more than likely step in very quickly and put an end to it.
3: A different Mike, I assume has written the investigation into the racist former Boise PD Captain Bringleson Makes sense, as it will determine whether he or others in the police department used city resources to advance racist ideology and also to determine whether any resident's rights were violated. Was there or is there a coven of racists in the BPD led by the captain? It's known that Bringleson appeared in a video under a pseudonym, Daniel Vineyard, in which he characterized black people as criminals whose crimes the sound human mind can't even comprehend, let alone carry them out. He also wrote blog posts under the same pseudonym about the time in his police career when he became aware of the violent tendencies of blacks. An investigation is needed. That's from Mike.
2: I don't. And, and maybe I, I'm reading into this, but I, I don't think too many people are saying that there shouldn't be an investigation here, especially after the news came out that some of the things that he wrote, he wrote while he was a Boise police officer. And and you had mentioned that uh, yesterday when that mm-hmm. news news came out. Um, before that, a lot of people were weighing in and saying, well, wait a minute, this guy isn't a police officer anymore, so why is he being investigated He's retired well, also and he's doing were, this
3: on his own time. Also, they were pointing out if there were no complaints during the time he was a police officer, why go back and revisit it? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have I necessarily have a problem
2: with this being investigated to see if you know because he even if he didn't say his thoughts if he thought that way, you know it, it's not going to change the way he thought. But you need to find out did his actions from the thoughts and his beliefs affect how he carried out his job were there racist tendencies in how he did his job for 24 years which he was within the boise police department for 24 years i don't have a problem with the investigation especially like i said after we found out you know that that some of this stuff had been done while he was a boise police officer however if, if you try to punish him or try to rail him publicly because of of something that he did on his own time as a as an official now you can condemn him all you want like i I don't you know believe in what he did is correct um i'm i'm against against that but as a public official as the mayor of the boise police department try to punish him in way anyway due to something he did if it's found that it didn't affect his work after he was on the police force uh
3: I mean, he's retired, so I don't think he can be punished by them anyway.
2: Yeah. I know there's people that want to see his pension taken away, which is just ridiculous because, like I said, the only way that you would do that is if it is proven that he did something while he was on the police force. Other than that, he's earned that that pension.
3: Earlier we mentioned, or you did, uh, or someone did, that uh, California is... Uh uh, now they're they're passing up Germany and becoming the fourth largest economy in the world. On, on, yeah. in the world, California so they, is.
2: They were they were going after California bashers because so many people here in Idaho bash Californians right. that are moving oh, okay. here. Okay, yeah, and that was, that it's a horrible and place to, to live. And.
3: Ron from Meridian says the last guy I forgot to mention. Just like Germany, Californication has no energy. Okay, so there's an energy crisis there in Germany.
2: Um, yeah, I think that the energy crisis in Germany is because of Russia. They're going to have a very cold winter because they don't have a lot of uh, heating oil for their homes, oil, period. Paul in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good
8: morning. I wanted to touch on the uh, death penalty a little bit. I had an experience 30 years ago with being on a jury and finding the individual after a long preponderance of of evidence, which lasted 30 days, found him guilty found the individual guilty. <laughs> it was it a was triple homicide, so it wasn't mm-hmm. that easy. But it was all due to one action by one individual, which caused the other three to die. And not too long after that, it was about a year later, there was another individual in Boise that, that came into a bar that was closed. It was after hours. And he brought a baseball bat with him and beat the server and the and the bartender to death with the baseball bat. And after the trial, it was a very short trial, they found him guilty of a double homicide. He went to the prison, they put him on death row, and he turned down every single one of the appeals that he could have had to save his life or prolong it. And he was actually hailed as a hero for turning it down because he took responsibility for what he did and he wasn't trying to hide behind a bunch of appeals to make his life longer. And, you know, there's, there's something that needs to be done like that. If you can't even get the materials or the serum to take somebody's life that's strapped down with a needle, you're going to have to come up with something that's viable, that's, that's going to be able to be relatively painless or pain-free, if at all possible. But something, instead of doing nothing, something should be done so that when it comes time... We don't have to delay it for some reason other than that, you know. You know, they say eye for an eye, and I'm not a big proponent of that, and I wasn't the biggest proponent of the death penalty when I was on that case. But I tell you what, there's a lot of work that goes into that to make somebody eligible to be on the death penalty, uh, to, to be able to be picked. To be one of the people that gets convicted of uh, death penalty. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm saying is, you, you you just you keep on adding to the hurt and the pain of the people that remain from that individual's family that was murdered, and it's like tearing off a scab every year on that date for them, and it's not fair to them. And the, You're person. To the criminals that created this mess in the first place. And, and, and you're not doing the deed that needs to be done so that people yeah. can get on with the lives.
3: Not not to give it away if you didn't want to, but uh, that in person, in fact, did uh, kill their own family. Thank you
2: for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 uh, on your Verizon wires. We'll take a quick break here. It is open phones, whatever you want to talk about today. Also, what are you thankful for? Um, if you if you're thankful for something day before Thanksgiving, please uh, feel free to share that. We'll get some more of your phone calls and emails coming up. Day
0: from ten to one. It's Dan Bongino.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk
2: KBOI. pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, open phones, uh, final uh, 45 minutes. Sometime here before 10 o'clock, we're going to give away one more final pair of tickets. Boise State, Utah State, it's Senior Day coming up this Friday, so listen for your Q to text. That's coming up here shortly when you hear it. Text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. And you will officially get our final pair of uh, tickets for the final official regular season home games. Uh, Mike and Boise, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Uh, happy Thanksgiving and good morning to you.
9: You too. And uh, I'm just thankful I still have my health, even though I've had a few bumps this year. So anyway, what I'm calling about is my favorite subject. Did you guys get your property tax bills yet? Yes, I did. How much did it go up?
2: It actually went down a whole bunch.
9: Boy, you must know somebody.
2: No, um, uh, I, I think they screwed up. <laughs> my, my, wife, my wife looked at me and goes, oh, my God, this means next year they're going to do us double because they screwed up and, and took a bunch of money out. Because it, It's a big, long explanation. But, yeah, uh, so but, I, I don't even know how much ours went up. I'm sure it did go up.
9: Well, I, I got mine... Uh, well, I guess it was Monday. How much? And uh, it went up another hundred and ninety-eight dollars. Uh, last year it was two hundred and ten. The year before it was one hundred and eighty-nine. So in the last eight years, my property taxes have doubled. And um, but there's a an information sheet they put in with your property tax bill that I thought's very unique. It says where when they're due and all that. But it says also. Ada County Budgeting Savings, Ada County commissioners did not take the 3% allowed increase on your property tax. Uh, The board took only new construction, which is true. But what it doesn't tell you is a board two years down the road can say, oh, we want to go back and take that. And that's the way that law was set up. They can
2: claw that back.
9: They can claw that back this year. From last year, you can go back, and before you know it, you're up to a 9% increase. Um, but somewhere, the legislature, which I don't expect them to do anything this year, they've all been reelected in the new faces and different things. So the property tax and people moving in just keeps running up. My neighbor just put his house up for sale yesterday for 400000 So that just about made me pass out because I know what my taxes (laughs) will go up next year again. And as, as I tell everybody, hell, I live in a dump, you know, (laughs) but uh, somewhere something's got to get a handle and especially for the senior citizens, which I fall into that category, even though I don't think I'm a senior anymore or (laughs) don't think I want to be a senior, but the neighbor lady down the street on social security I don't know how she's going to do it. Her family's going to have to help her.
2: Well, I will will tell you, Mike, and it remains to be seen, you know, because it's a politician after all, Um, but Governor Brad Little here a couple of weeks ago told an AARP uh, town hall meeting, because they were asking about this too, specifically for seniors, if anything was going to be done. And... um, Brad Little, the Governor, said that in this next session, something will be done to address those property taxes, so that's coming from the governor um, we'll We'll see if that he, he if that remains true, but he said it publicly that something will be done to address seniors that are possibly getting kicked out of their homes because of the increase in uh, property taxes
9: well, and, and whether or not you're going to get kicked out or not, uh, you know, I hate to admit California had proposition thirteen. And that resolved that problem. But if you lived in your home for that number of years, you paid the taxes when it was started. And then when it is sold, the next person pays the higher amount. And that's the only way to protect seniors. Otherwise, if you're in your 50s or 60s, which I don't call that seniors yet, um, that um, so you've got money, but you're spending it all on property tax. Yeah. So I, again, something has to be addressed. For, I will I think, say
2: uh, just real quickly, we're almost up on, on time here. Thank you for the call. You know, you talk about props and seven. Uh, uh, what is it? Prop uh, whatever it is in California. I can't remember what uh, the exactly, thirteen. Prop thirteen. You know, people did love it for that one specific reason, um, but it caused a whole different problems, um, not having to do with that. And if you talk to people who have moved here from California, said that they do not want to have a prop thirteen here in Idaho which is interesting because they've come from a place that they were protected from that and now to a place that is not protected from it, and they still don't want to see it happen oh. here in Idaho.
3: We're talking to people who left California. Mm-hmm.
2: KBY News Time, 926. We'll take a break. Don't forget, still have those tickets to Boise uh, State. Listen for your cue to text. Phone lines open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
1: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI.
0: President Biden announced in a tweet that the Department of Education will extend the pause on federal student loan payments to no later than June 30th, 2023, a potential six-month extension. The moratorium, which has been in effect throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, was set to be lifted on December 31st, with payments resuming on January 1st. The Biden administration has been contemplating extending the pause since multiple court cases halted the president's program for federal student debt relief. In his tweet, the president writes that he's confident that plan is legal, and this extension will give the Supreme Court time to hear the case in its current term.
2: So, good news uh, here after the holidays for those of you who uh, were due to start making your payments on your college education. Um, Apparently, either Biden forgot that a couple months ago he said that there would be no further payment freezes uh, and that that would be the last on December 31st of extended payment freezes. You officially now have extended a freeze until uh, June of 2023, where you have to make no payments.
3: Well, the courts... Almost makes me wish I had borrowed money.
2: (laughs) Continue. I think everybody kind of feels that way. Um, The courts will continue whether or not it is uh, legal for the president to unilaterally decide that he can forgive up to $20,000 in uh, payments for loans taken out by college students some people believe and that's why some of the lawsuits have been filed that only congress has the ability to do that this is going to end up in the supreme court eventually what isn't true although not i mean supreme court doesn't have to hear A lot of cases, so there are a lot of cases that don't end up because sometimes Supreme Court just says, no, this isn't for us to decide.
3: At the same time, those cases were presented to the Supreme Court, so Mm -hmm. it just seems like everything anymore ends up being presented to the Supreme Court.
2: Um, Little David writes in, "Um, I'm thankful for the BSU Broncos. As a Boisean, I would be a Bronco fan regardless, but the fact that various teams are all very successful is icing on the cake. Now that the pandemic panic is past, please bring the baseball and swimming and diving teams back. I don't know if you're going to see that or not. I, I could be wrong. I I mean, Boise State baseball for the short amount of time that it was underway was really looking good before they canceled the program, and uh, partway through the first season. I know. And they had won a couple of games that they weren't expected to win. They looked to be a much better team than a lot of people thought they were going to be.
3: They had hired the the coach, Gary Van Toll, like two years early. Yeah. So he spent two years preparing for it, and then they let him you know, coach half a season.
2: And then COVID hit, and of course that put an end to a lot of things because the university was going to lose a lot of money and did lose a lot of money. I don't know, and this was before Jeremiah Dickey was picked as the new athletic director. So he didn't have um, any say in getting rid of the baseball program. Might it come back under Dickey? I've really liked the job Jeremiah Dickey has done since he's got here.
3: Baseball, wrestling, swimming and diving.
2: Yeah. Who knows? Um, A lot of that might change if the landscape of college sports continues to change. Would it change if Boise State, if the Pac-12 came and said, you know what? We, we've lost four programs. We need to expand. We can't stay at eight teams and continue to survive. So San Diego State has already been rumored to be one of the teams that they are going to uh, be adding, although the, the Pac, Pac-12 said, nah, nothing's firm as of yet. But we do know that UCLA and USC are no longer going to be a part of the Pac-12. If they lose a couple more programs, Say say Washington,
3: when they were the, when they were the Pac-10, they swore up and down they had absolutely no intention of uh, adding any any more schools. And I think it was two years later they added uh, Utah and Colorado. <laughs> uh,
2: the only thing constant in college sports right now is change. Would it change if Boise State gets added to a bigger conference and say, "Hey, look, we we want you, but you really need to bring back baseball, you know, wrestling, maybe I don't know." Would would that make a difference? Possibly. Uh, Doug and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
9: First off, I'm going to say I'm so thankful for uh, Treasure Valley and all you turkeys in KBOI.
3: <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all fun intended. Mm. Don't take it wrong, you guys. That's the way we took it. <laughs> Thank and, you very much. And um, my tax. Bill came in. I think I'm paying probably about less than a hundred dollars more than last year.
3: Well, that's not so bad, I guess, compared to some.
5: No,
9: I am thankful for the, like I said, for the Treasure Valley and um,
5: for Paul J. Snyder and Chris Walton and okay, you too, Mike, <laughs> 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 and
2: even Nate Shulman even even you don't have to
3: overdo it i mean come on i
2: know (laughs) thank you for the call doug appreciate you listening and uh happy thanksgiving to you uh lena lena is that your name did i get that right lena and payette okay good morning good morning
7: uh i was calling because missouri uh when i lived there i had a home for nearly 20 years and I'm disabled, and then close to being old age, I guess. Um, but for senior citizens as well, um, they could claim back. I think it was they would get a check in the mail for fifteen hundred dollars if their if their um, taxes were that much or more. So that was really really helpful. Interesting yeah right. and many states can do it there's there's so much extra money left over in all these states no what no no matter what politicians say on either side. There's always a surplus they can do it through the counties they can do it through um, different things yeah so I just wanted to to put that in there. Appreciate uh, that. There thanks. To look yeah. into. Uh-huh. Thank you. Happy, right, you happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving.
3: Bye-bye. J.D. wrote in about our uh, impossible question this morning. You had asked, what is the only place uh, that still looks the same as it did in the 1600s in uh, America or in New England, whatever it was. Massachusetts. But Anyway, anyway uh, we said it was Plymouth. He says Plymouth Plantation in particular he says i used to live a mile away while i was in high school how cool
2: was that i mean i think I, you know when i heard that they sell tickets for thanksgiving feast and a, the the celebrations that they do yeah. i go, that would be so cool until i saw that the f- food that they
3: served yeah you saw that seafood fricassee corn, and decided you didn't corn, want it.
2: <laughs> corn pudding and uh well, fish fricassee doesn't sound too appetizing but i don't know maybe it would be good i'm I not sure know.
3: i'm not sure what curtis was answering here but he says roasted butternut squash with parmesan cream cheese and spinach blended together broiled in the oven and then topped with cooked bacon uh i see nothing wrong with that uh i'm not sure but like, again that wasn't i don't a know part what, of the th- i don't know what question we asked but <laughs> thanksgiving food. i think that's a terrific answer regardless <laughs> of what we asked um 208
2: pound 670 on your verizon wireless um text message in in truth there is uh nothing allowing the federal government to participate in banking and loaning money to college students it can make money but there is no th- or but where is the authority to loan and forgive loans well i think that could possibly be why some of the lawsuits have been filed yes
3: i think perhaps the authority was seized
2: yeah. 208-336-3700. By the way, that's your text. You heard the cue to text in case you uh, missed it. Just want to remind you, you have just a couple more minutes. This will be our final pair of tickets to the Boise State-Utah State game coming up on Saturday. But if you want to get through and get those tickets, this will be your final chance. Somebody will win those tickets. Um, we will have tickets, a limited number, not as many as we normally have, but we will have a limited number of tickets that we'll be giving away next week. For the game against Fresno State. That's the Mountain West Championship. The winner will get a go to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl in Los Angeles.
3: So, Are you sure about that?
2: I thought so. Isn't it the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl that uh, the winner of the Mountain West goes to? I'm I'm pretty
3: sure it is. Okay.
2: Pretty sure. Pretty pretty sure.
3: Um, like drunk uncle.
2: (laughs) Pretty sure. I love that. I love that guy. Um, anyway, uh, this is your final chance to get those tickets. We'll have more tickets to give away next week. Don't forget Friday morning. Just this reminder we want you to be a part of Idaho's largest. Toy Drive. It gets underway Friday morning at 6 o'clock. We'll be going 12 days through December 6th this year. The 12 days of Christmas, because it has a nicer ring than the 11 days of Christmas, we will be out in front of Sportsman's and, Warehouse once again.
3: And, and, and when the 12 days are over, it's still 19 days till Christmas. Till
2: Christmas, yeah. Um, let's, don't, let's hope that somebody doesn't go, you know what? 24 days of Christmas sounds even better than the 12 days of Christmas. I mean, it is for the kids, but... We'll be out there broadcasting live. Chris and myself, uh, apparently the semi has been delivered this morning Yay. and the motorhome is there. So we at least know we're going to be in the comfort of a yes. little bit of warmth in the motorhome when we broadcast live next the, week. The semi is fully there. Um, hopefully you've been gathering your toys. If you haven't, uh, you got Black Friday. A lot of great specials will be going on. And like I said, we're, we're go- going for even more toys this year, more cash as we try to make sure that every child in the treasure valley has a very merry christmas and uh once again the only people that are able to do that of course are our sponsors but we have to have your help huge thank you once again to idaho central credit union tds fiber scandinavia designs franz witty bob's restaurant and more to help make this possible every single year We'll take a break. Final segment before Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? You want to weigh in for that? It is open phones brought to you by Fast Eddies. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com or Mike at KBOI.com. At
0: 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
1: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 951-208-336-3700 Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless uh, text message in um, No name on this, but it says I live on the streets and I'm thankful For everything I own uh, And not just for tomorrow I am thankful every single day Well, thank you for sharing that And uh, thank you for sharing What you're thankful for Taking those phone calls today. Um, Email uh, another text message that says, I enjoy your guys' program. Want to wish uh, all of you a happy and blessed Thanksgiving. Same to you. Same right back to you.
3: Billy says, uh, good morning, Chris. I'm not listening to the station right now. Something just popped in my head this morning watching Channel 2 News. Do you know if anyone has explored the possibility that they could have been stabbed by a female? Talking about the uh, people in Moscow. Uh do you know if anyone has explored that possibility I'm 69 and I can remember jealousy among girls all the way through school just a thought because I've always liked the way you process everyday thinking happy thanksgiving that's from Billy uh I I don't I don't think it's been ruled out it's uh, psychologically uh, the psychological profile doesn't scream female but it's a possibility
2: Uh, Email in mike at kpy.com directed to the caller named rich who called earlier this week uh, you are wrong about pedophilia even just looking at simple facts about offenders and victims makes this obvious almost all child molesters are men if heterosexuals and uh, all but homosexuals abuse children at the same rate we would expect most of all victims of child sex abuse to be girls but they're not. Over one-third of gay men say that they were sexually abused as children. Are we supposed to believe that's an accident? Uh, Couldn't tell you. Randy in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI.
5: Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Uh, First off, I'm thankful that the basketball team turned things around in that tournament, came out winners. (laughs)
2: They did look way better uh, the two the the two the second and third game than they did that first oh, game, yeah, didn't they? Five
3: out of six half. Yeah, they that. Good. that
2: fir-
5: yeah, that first half of that first game, I thought, oh Lord, here we go.
2: Well, but, and and Chris mentioned this, and I I don't think you mentioned it on the air. But you had talked to Paul Jay, and he had, he had said, he, which he was the voice of the Broncos mm-hmm. for how many years, said that was the worst half of basketball he ever remembered a Boise State play, team and, ever playing.
3: And this would be his 54th or 55th season watching Boise yeah. State basketball.
2: So that's, that's saying something, because Boise State has had some bad teams in the past.
3: Yeah, they
5: have. <laughs> they got a good one now. So anyway, I was calling about the uh, gas prices. You guys keep talking about them falling. And I went by the truck stop this morning, and it's up to $6.20 for diesel. I'd like to know where you guys see it falling at. Um, I've seen it rising for the last three weeks.
2: Yeah, diesel is going up because there's a diesel shortage. Gas prices, and this is just something that I keep an eye on because I pass um, three or four gas stations every day on the way to work. Last Friday, uh, one of the stations that I pay attention to, gas prices were down to 423, 424 a gallon. On Monday, that had dropped to 421 a gallon. On Tuesday, it was 419. And then yesterday, it was 417. And when I came home from work. So when I went to work in the morning, it was 419. When I came home in the afternoon, it had dropped another two cents. Diesel, however, yeah. you're right. It, it, diesel continues to go up because apparently there's a huge Diesel shortage going on right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you want to be thankful for that or not, but yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry to hear. No,
5: because I, I, I'm in the industry that we use a lot of diesel, and we haven't had any problem getting our truckloads of diesel in. So, I think it's all, uh as you guys say, a conspiracy to keep the prices up where they don't belong.
2: Yeah. Thank you for the call. Happy Thanksgiving to you.
5: You too. And
2: um just want to say, too, before uh, we say so long today, uh hope all of you have a very uh, happy and fulfilling Thanksgiving. Drive safely. If uh, those of you listeners are out there going to be driving anywhere to grandmother's house um, over the weekend, just drive safely. And then don't forget, coming up next week, Chris and myself will be broadcasting live from in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Friday, Idaho's largest toy drive gets underway. Nick we will be out there bright and early at 6 in the morning.
3: Yeah, we'll be the ones inside the RV. Yeah. Um, have
2: yourself a uh, great weekend. We're off Thursday and Friday because of Thanksgiving.